And right through being sick with chemo, I literally watched what I ate because I was super aware that food is medicine, 100%. Yeah. And, you know, all factors, environmental factors and everything, it, it is a picture. And if you're not taking care of your body, you literally only have one body. So if you feed it full of crap and don't move it, it's designed to move, you lose it. So you move it or lose it, and that's super true, I think. Hi, I'm Cheryl Haitana from the New Zealand Dairy Exporter magazine. Recently, I sat down with reproductive dairy farmer Sarah Martelli. Sarah is a dairy farmer, a wife, mum to three young children, and a cancer survivor. Sarah went from rock bottom after six months of chemotherapy to starting an online fitness and nutrition business called Strong Woman. She wants to help other rural women to be the healthiest and strongest version of themselves. Sarah met her husband Matthew, a third generation Reparoa dairy farmer, and after travelling and working overseas, the couple moved back to the farm and had their three children in just over three years, Grace, Ruby and their boy Charlie. After having Charlie, Sarah was focused on getting fit and was out running when she ended up being bent over from pain in her stomach, which turned out to be cancer. So it started off as something called a molar pregnancy, which is pretty much the baby doesn't form properly. And turned out instead of a baby, it was a tumour. I was growing a tumour, basically. Wow. So, um, yeah, I just knew something wasn't I had, like, ridiculous tummy pains, and I was like, my God, something's not right. And Matthew took me into hospital, and um, they said, oh, congratulations, you're pregnant. And I was like, mm, pretty sure I'm not pregnant. Had a marina that mm -hmm. failed. Mm -hmm. That was the first thing, so birth control didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, no, no, we think you're pregnant. And I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure I'm not. But they said, yes, you are. So they tested you. And yeah. So molar pregnancy, so that, it's quite hard to diagnose. I didn't yeah. actually know what was going on. <laughs> and it tracks like a baby. So when you're pregnant, your HCG levels rise. And a normal pregnancy, they like double. So if one day it was like 7,000, next day would be 14. And they keep going up at steady levels. But with a molar, it was like 7,000, then the next day it was 9,000, and then so it was tracking up, but not like a normal pregnancy. So they sort of knew something was wrong. But I got referred to Waikato fairly quickly because the Rotorua Hospital, bless them, didn't really know what was going on. So a molar pregnancy is not common, but relatively common-ish, mm -hmm. and it is treatable. So they told me I needed chemotherapy to treat it, but that it was treatable. So that was good because I got told I needed chemo and freaked out, as you would. Yeah. So I started on low-grade chemo. And I've actually since then have had quite a few other women said, oh, I've had a molar too and this happened to me. And it started out that I would need chemotherapy, but then the tumour would shrink away and the cancer cells would go and it would be fine. But that didn't work for me. So the chemo didn't work. And after probably two months of that chemo, we were planning, thinking, oh, we'll be done soon and it will all be fine. They said, actually, it's not working and the HCG levels started rising again. So they had to swap me over to another more intense um, chemo. 
And yeah, I remember that oncologist was like, it's fine, this will work, you know, but that one was hair loss. I was super sick, like it went up a level then to go on to that chemo. But he said, you know, it'll get you over the line and this will cure you and it'll be fine. So we did that chemo and then that didn't work either. So by that stage, they'd scanned me again and then they'd said the tumour had grown and it had um, probably left, so it was in my uterus, left my uterus and then it goes to your lungs and then it goes to your brain. So they thought by then it had gone to my lungs, the cancer cells, um, on that scan. And I actually didn't have another scan in the end. I was hoping it never went to my brain. I don't think it did. (laughs) But, um, yeah. So in the end it was... The first regime, I was going into Rotorua Hospital every other day. That next lot was once a week. It was a week on, week off, which a lot of chemos are because your body, you need time to recover. Yeah, and for how many weeks? That one, I think, was only about a month because the HCG levels kept rising, so they knew that it wasn't working. And then they said, without actually saying it, you're kind of in trouble. Like, by then it had developed into choriocarcinoma, which is a cancerous tumour, and the cells had spread by then. Yeah, so it was at that point we were like, shit, this is not good. Like, when people get to that point, it's either it's going to work or it's not going to work, and I would have not been here, potentially. Yeah. So they transferred me to Waikato, and that was, um, I was hooked up for like 36 hours at a time. So we'd go in in an afternoon and I'd be discharged the next night and then come home and yeah, so lucky Matthew's parents live up the road. We've got like super in-laws. So Anne, because we had three little kids and yeah. the kids were young Yeah. and Matthew was sitting with me in hospital and I had super friends all helping right through that time and stuff too. Yeah, so that stage was pretty, that was when it got really rough, like I had no hair by then, I literally felt like total shit, and when I wasn't in hospital hooked up to the pumps, I was home either being sick or sleeping, because I was just so weak and just couldn't do anything. By the second week after those big doses, I'd sort of come right-ish, but then I'd go back in again, so that wasn't fun. How many of those big doses did you have today? Um, I think I had about two months of that, probably four big doses, because they hook you up for so long, your body just literally can't tolerate it. By the end, they couldn't even get the lines in. They were like trying to find places to put my veins all collapsed. And By the final intense one, by the time you get to that stage, you're pretty much at the point where it's either going to work or it's not going to work. Yeah. Take me through, that must have been, you were quite optimistic at the start, like thinking it was, you know, a reasonably mm. common thing to happen mm. and after two bouts of chemo that weren't working, like mm. where did your mind go? You have to try and stay positive because what else can you do? I could have cried every day. I definitely cried a lot, but um, there was that wasn't going to get me anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, staying positive and right through Strong Woman after Strong Woman was born, that's been a whole sort of undertone of strong woman is to stay positive and feel grateful type thing for what you have because the doctors kept saying it'll work but I was like but is it gonna work (laughs) you said that twice before and it didn't work yeah so I had to be like it will work and just literally focus on the fact that it's gonna work and everything will be fine how did you manage to stay positive though like I don't know I'd lie in bed reading little quotes and okay I read positive stuff, which I share now through Strong Woman. I don't know, I love reading all those little 
like that, embrace the chaos and keep on trucking, stuff mm. like that, you know. So it was a pretty rough time. Anyone that's been through chemo knows it's pretty rough. And like you say, grateful for having such a strong community around you because yeah. oh, only were you sick, Matt was sitting with you, right? So for sure. Yeah, definitely. So that was a big thing, everyone. And I've said this to people actually. The person is sick, but it's the support people that get forgotten about sometimes too. Yeah. So he was just as much in it with me. Um, and then also you have a farm to run. So how did, yeah. how did that go yeah. for you? Well, that's where his family were amazing. I honestly don't know how we would have done it with three little kids without his parents. And just the support of the community and being in a rural community too, 100%. I know that we were very lucky living in Repriar. So Carla and Hayley Hathaway, another one of our dear friends, started up a chat. We were full into play centre then with our little kids down here in Repra. We're lucky to have a strong play centre network. Yeah. Um, so all those mums literally went into overdrive going, right, Sarah's sick, we need to step up here. And Hayley created a whole meal roster. So I literally had every day mums knocking on the door and delivering Food. We had dinners and baking and, oh, my God, there was so much food. <laughs> That's one was thing amazing, you don't want to think about, too. No. When you're sick, you probably just, like, probably didn't well, even you feel can't. like anything. No, you know. Also, yeah, but the family still had to be fed. Yeah. I still had to care for my kids. Yeah. And so, and when I'd come out from the camp, especially those big doses, she'd have the kids for the rest of that week because I just couldn't care for them. And he was having to run the farm. Yeah. Um, which was super stressful on him. And then the kids would come back the second week and I'd literally just do what I could. It was easy dinners and relying on other people to help us. And how did the kids cope with it? The little ones were okay because they were quite young, but Grace was five turning six, so she just started school. So that was tough because I had the teachers. When I was well enough to go down to school to pick her up and that kind of thing, they'd say, oh, you know, she'd be crying in class and mm. Grace takes every, you know, Carla knows, like just typical eldest child, she took everything. She was very aware of what was going on, that mummy was sick and mm. yeah, it was perceptive. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Ruby was only three, four. Charlie was, he was two. Wow, Sarah, that's... Yeah. Hard to imagine having three little kids yeah. like that. Yeah. And being on in your sick bed, like you say, yeah. like physically just unable to get up and you're sleeping and yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. tough going. And so where or when did the idea of strong woman come to you? So after that whole journey, as soon as I'd finished chemo, I literally I can be quite determined, like made it my mission to get myself back to being fit and healthy again. And it was through that process of I decided to share, because I'm a bit of a sharer, share my journey on Facebook. And I started up a strong woman page. So it wasn't until, it was actually a few months, I finished chemo in the April. And I started up my strong woman page in the January. So I'd had a good eight months of getting better. Yeah. And then I, yeah, started sharing my fitness and being able to walk to the letterbox and back and then I'd walk up to the farm cottage and back and then I'd walk to the end of the road and back and yeah and then I just figured well there might be other women not necessarily on a cancer journey but on some type of journey or just a health journey of having to start starting's the hardest part for anybody 
So I figured if I could start and do it after being at literally rock bottom, anyone can do it if they want to do it. They just have to have the drive and... What was you your know, fitness like and your health before you got sick? I was out running when okay. I was buckled over with a sore tummy realising something was wrong. Okay. Yeah. I played sport growing up, but not a hardcore like this one was sporty growing up. I wasn't. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say I live for fitness and live for sport because I, I don't. Like, I would way rather be lazy and sit on the couch and eat. <laughs> like, I actually am like that. Yeah. I'm way more that way. But I know how good you feel and to be able to literally get through mum life and everything if you are fitter and stronger and healthier but I have to work at it it doesn't come naturally to me it never has so I do have to put things in place and I've been doing it long enough now that I know I have created those healthy habits that we would like all women to be able to create those sustainable small changes that then build up to it just becoming part of your daily routine and part of your daily life you know I know how Good food, you know, makes you feel and you just want to fuel your body right. And right through being sick with chemo, I literally watched what I ate because I was super aware that food is medicine, 100%. Yeah. And, you know, all factors, environmental factors and everything, it, it is a picture. And if you're not taking care of your body, you literally only have one body. So if you feed it full of crap and don't move it, it's designed to move, you lose it. So you move it or lose it, and that's super true, I think. You have to look after what you've got. So what are some of those little habits that you think can help women in terms of starting off small to build something into their regular routine, or their daily routine? Yep. So we have we come across this all the time, this whole stop-start, going all-in or all-out mentality. Mm-hmm. So a lady who's not doing anything goes, right, I'm going to go on a diet, and I'm going to eat vegetables, and I'm going to do this and do that and tries to do all of these things all at once and it lasts about a week and then she falls off the wagon and then feels guilty and then goes, ah, I can't do it and then it goes back to, that's just a cycle, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just creating those small changes and actually just picking a couple of things that you can change. So if I'm helping women with their fitness or their nutrition and their nutrition, as an example, is like horrific, it's changing one thing first and saying, right, we're not drinking, you know, water, as an example, one glass of water, then it's two glasses of water, Mm -hmm. then we go up to one bottle of water, and actually making that a daily habit, so then that woman is then drinking a bottle of water every day, and then you go up to two bottles of water every day, and making that a habit, just focusing on one thing first, and then once you've nailed the water, then you start on something else. So then we look at like adding more vegetables to their dinner at night, greens or something. Mm. It's a habit, yeah. And we colour and I say that all the time. Mm. And you're not always motivated when you people go, oh, I'm super pumped, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and blah, blah, blah. How long does that last? Mm. Like motivation only lasts so long and then it literally gets up and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> it does, yeah. especially in winter. Mm-hmm. Um, or something comes along and yep. wipes your week out and, yep. you know, your kids are sick and you can't go to the gym by your hand yep. or yep. there's always something that's going to disrupt you, yep. isn't there? Yeah, always. And it's going to be highs and lows. And that's part of what strong woman is too, is saying, actually, 
life is a bit hard and a bit shit sometimes and things happen and they happen to all of us but it's managing it and just going actually if I can just try and do a few small things every day it will make everything easier and better. Sarah has retrained to be a personal trainer and study nutrition. She understands firsthand how hard it is being a rural mum to young children and how tough it can be to get through the day and to find time for exercise and your own health. So she's reaching out and helping women find a way. Again, going back to the rural woman, forgetting the whole journey of me being sick, before that, being a mum and being rural and feeling lonely and isolated and not being able to get to town easily when you've got three kids and you can't even get out of the car because you don't know how to do that, yep. that kind of stuff. Play centre down here was our lifeline. Like Carla and I, Carla's got four children and I had three, so we just literally went there, went to play centre and came home again. I did. And apart from going to town for my groceries once a week, he was working long hours on the farm and I was just at home with the kids. And then what do you do? So it was through that stage, even before Strong Woman was born, I was we were running little fitness challenges down at Play Centre and yeah. because I'd always sort of between the kids knew to try and get fit and healthy again and I just wanted to be a good role model to my kids too and I didn't want to be the mum that was sitting on the sideline feeling yuck and unfit and not being able to play with my children. Yeah. And so I knew that that was important to me. And when I got, you know, fitter and healthier and knew that I felt good, I wanted them all to feel good too. Yeah. So we started up little challenges and we ran a couple of those challenges, yeah, didn't we? And we entered yeah. into the Taupo um, round the lake relay. We had play centre teams running and walking to get all of the mums involved. because so it was just that whole community and feeling part of something. So I, mean, I remember that and feeling now for a mum who's on a farm and isolated and can't get to a gym. Well, half the mums don't even want to go to a gym. Who wants to go to a gym? Mm. Well, you know, some do, yeah, but yeah. some don't. Yeah. So I'd put on random YouTube person and do online workouts in yeah. the lounge yeah. with my kids everywhere because yeah. I couldn't – what else could I do? Mm. So if Strong Woman was around then, it would have been awesome because <laughs> then I would feel part of a community of like-minded women that are all doing the same thing. I also think about that a lot, going to, for the rural mum. You know, we are time poor and we do wear lots of hats and we don't have time to get to town, especially with little kids or when we're on farm working or supporting our husband yes. on farm, you know. And um, probably that guilt of taking time out to go totally. to the gym or to, yes. to take an hour for yourself instead yeah. of you should be doing X, Y, or Z, cooking yes. a meal, yeah. you know, doing the, the book work. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. There's always something else you can be doing, right? Yeah, 100%. Mm. Yeah. It's prioritising that me time. And that goes for all women, but I think more for rural women because we're probably, mm, that might be saying the wrong thing, but we are more hats. Yeah. Maybe. And we have to drive 45 minutes to get to anywhere. So if you were a town mum, you could whiz to the gym. We've talked about this. You could zip to a class, do a quick class and come home again. Or on we, your way to do something. Or on your way to do something. Day. And the time we can't that it takes do you to drive, actually drive to town. And then yeah. you've got to take that next 45 minutes to do your workout. Yeah. yeah. It's mm -hmm. way easier to just you've got more at your do an online workout or chuck your shoes on and go out for a run up the road and back again in 30 minutes yeah. while your husband's coming for lunch off the farm and yeah. juggling the kids. Yeah. 
so that you can fit it. It just has to fit into the day. Yeah. Because there is always something else to do. And if you're not doing those things, then you do just feel guilty. Yeah. And that's where Strong Woman comes in because they do feel part of something. They're part of a community of other women who are all in the same boat. Everyone can share and say, hey, I've had a, this is what I've done today, or I've had a crap day, or blah, 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 and others feel exactly the same. Or sharing a win, like, hey, I just went for a run. Like, Trish Rankin's classic. She's super when she gets in there. You know, like, she wasn't running, and then she started sharing going out for runs, and it was so awesome seeing what she'd achieved. And there's been lots of women like that that, weren't exercising or weren't eating well and now they are and they just feel bloody awesome and then they share which is even better because then the others that want to start but might not know how to do it or feel like maybe they can't do it for fear of failure which is another big part of it they don't start because they feel like they aren't going to be able to do it mm. or they've and started with their, times before yeah. and they haven't got there right yeah yeah mm. and that whole stop start thing and I think, again, that's where I've tried to change that and just say, just start, but start small, just small, just do one thing. You can try and change, you know, just to feel like you're achieving something, not setting yourself up for failure, basically. Such a mental game, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, oh, 100%. And yeah. for most mothers, they want to set that good example, right, for mm. their children around exercise and nutrition. Yeah. So what they feed their children is, mm. you know, pretty good. Yeah. And it's just about taking the same care for mm. you and not mm. eating on the run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and you do, and really... you have a job when you're on the road and you grab and you're saying, oh, I'm hungry, so I'm going to go through drive through because it's quicker and easier. And yeah. All of that kind of stuff. Mm. But same, it's just creating those habits and knowing that when you eat that rubbish food, that you feel rubbish. And if you eat good food, you feel good. And it's once you've actually worked that out that you go, huh, I don't actually want to go to McDonald's anymore because it doesn't fill me up and it's full of crap and I will feel like crap after I've eaten it. So... You just and your body will get rejected as well. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which, um, yeah. You know, like if you haven't been eating bad does. food, your yeah. body just, you get some tummy or whatever. Mm. Oh, 100%. Headache, you know, yeah. like, yeah. And amazing. all of those things. But a lot of women aren't even aware of it because they're used to the bloated tummy and they're used to the headaches and they're used to all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when you actually say to them, actually, let's try and drink a bit more water or let's try and get some of that sugary crap out of your diet. (laughs) And then they say to me, oh, my God, my tummy's not as bloated and sore anymore. And I'm like, I know. Um, So as well as the online community in Reparo, you've also got some fitness classes. Yes. You guys are doing. And so, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Sarah, you take those. Yeah. yeah. Well, Carla helps me too. Okay. Carla's way more than if I need yeah. to. Yeah. So yeah. we're talking about Carla Shaw here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Co-Reparo Farmer. And yeah. so you're also doing some of the online yeah. videos and yeah. exercise classes. So how did you get involved? Well, first of all, just being a great friend of Sarah's. So obviously we met because we've got lots of things in common. And then it stemmed from me getting fit with her. She mm. got, got me fit after having... Um, my third baby, actually, mm. and then number four came along, and it was just okay. Yeah, off we go again. <laughs> I'm pregnant again. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my god! I 
was doing all of Sarah's strong woman stuff that she offered from the beginning. So working out on her lawn was the very start, probably before yeah. strong woman actually. Yeah. And then she started up her local boot camps, and I was like, oh yeah, that's definitely going to be me. I'll be in, in with all of that. Mm. And then uh, when strong woman was actually a thing, I was totally in there doing the workouts and going to events that she'd organised, doing challenges, and then. I guess she just saw that I wasn't going away and I loved it. So she decided that maybe I had something to offer for her business. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of workouts and yep. Being coach Carla, which is pretty cool. I love it. Me now I'm very aware of, you know, health things that women have and lots of women have sore knees or arthritis or can't run like they used to, you know, they can't do things that they used to do but still want to move and be active. And it's super important to literally be moving in some way it's just moving your body in the best way that serves you so we try and cover something for everyone and ultimately what's a good workout time like 25 minutes can you get away with that to keep yourself fit yes definitely yeah short and sharp you don't need an hour a day no no and anything is better than nothing Mm. so if that means five minutes well it's better than nothing yeah so actually time is actually irrelevant it's exercising full stop that's more important yeah. than how long you exercise for to get those good happy vibes all you have to do is get your heart rate up for a few minutes yeah maybe you'll do a longer workout 20 25 minutes mm-hmm. and it's being sustainable mm-hmm. and again creating those habits so for a mum or the baby who is working and is time poor and she is going oh my gosh I don't have time to exercise but she's standing at the jug making a cup of tea mm-hmm. that's me I know <laughs> yeah. she could be doing side leg raises <laughs> in the bench okay. while she's making her cup of tea but mm-hmm. you have a ballerina right? yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the yeah. you way. can do walking lunges down your hallway to the bathroom and back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it all adds up, all those yeah. little bits of movement. And that's how you get a healthy habit because you haven't had to put a suddenly find in like your yeah. busy day. I have to find 30 minutes. We well, don't have 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. But while you're doing something like folding the washing that you're going to do anyway sometimes, then you could squat. <laughs> yeah, do squat. Yeah. So you didn't actually have to find any more time. You just yeah. had to make a healthy habit yeah. that suited your lifestyle. Yeah. We've done squat challenges in the past, haven't we? And ladies have put photos up of doing squats while they've yeah. been doing folding yeah. their oh, washing, watching, like, watching the kids in the bath. Yeah, doing squats. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It just has to be sustainable for your life. So yeah. whatever your life looks like, create those habits. What's some tips for women in terms of getting healthier food on the table for themselves and for their family? Sure. I think fresh. Think again, small, simple changes. So. Less packets would be a good start. You just want to eat as close to nature as possible, I guess. I could say that, couldn't I? Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Yeah. People can get really – they can overthink nutrition, and Sarah's really good at coming at it from actually a simple point of view. Mm. So you've often talked about sustainable swaps. So a swap you can make that you can maintain. So someone eating white bread. Yeah. It is so easy. You're going to put the bread in your trolley, put the brown bread in. Yeah. It's such yes. an easy swap. And yeah. someone that eats potato chips all the time. Put curry chips in. Yeah. Make a swap that you can maintain. So you're not creating a job. You're not making things harder. You've just swapped something out that you can keep swapping out. Mm. You know, it's as your better habit. choices. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Thank you, Carla. <laughs> like chocolate. So every mm. woman needs chocolate. We all go, oh my God, I need chocolate at one point, which is fine. Buy a dark chocolate because mm. it's better for you. Yeah. And so you still get that sweet thing and you still feel like you're having the chocolate and you're not missing out. Yeah. 
but you're still serving your body because you're not filling it full of super yeah. high sugar rubbish. Mm. You tend to eat less yeah. dark chocolate too. That's right. Yeah, you do. You don't need. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's another swap that I do with ladies that say, "Oh, I'm sitting down. I'm eating all this chocolate." And I'm like, "Yeah, oh. yeah." Or what they're drinking is a yeah. huge yeah. swap. Yeah, I was gonna say, and I don't water. swap yeah. for Drink the water. wine for red wine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be yeah. 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 So that's another one I get all the time mm. with alcohol, and they're drinking wine every night so I'm like oh so we try and, and but there's no point in saying to a woman mm. who's drinking wine every night don't drink wine because no. they're gonna drink wine that's right <laughs> that's how we so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so it's cut it's actually showing them actually what it's doing to their body for a start so they actually know and then saying okay so then I work on the days of the week days to try and cut that down or then out completely from Monday to Friday let them have their Friday wine but swapping it so we go for kombucha would be my swap and a wine glass Monday to Thursday and then have a wine on Friday ultimately Saturday Sunday (laughs) (laughs) it's just swapping those things out and actually, same like with the food, like we said before, once they're out and then you drink them or eat them, then you go, oh, I actually feel a bit like rubbish. But you don't know that until you've got it out. Mm, yeah. And sometimes it's good to, like our ladies' strong woman getaway weekend we had, <laughs> you have a big night out and pretend yeah. you're 21 when you're actually not. <laughs> yeah. And you have a late night and drink and, oh, God, and yeah. it's literally like a week to recover from that. And it yeah. reminds you, this yeah. is why I don't drink yeah. and eat takeaways and rubbish yeah. food because you just, yeah. I think, too, one of the key kind of learnings as strong woman is that you do things most of the time so that when you have these things that happen sometimes, like those celebrations, you do have the wine and you do have the birthday cake or whatever it is because most of the time you are eating and fueling your body with great food. Yeah. So you live a normal life with life balance. Yes. You don't go, oh, I never drink wine on Thursday night. Because that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. On birthdays, you're going to need wine. Yeah. yeah. And if you're going to need fine. wine, if you need wine, then bloody drink the wine. Mm. Yeah. It's 80-20 and it's keeping it sustainable. And to yeah. say to someone, don't eat cake, is ridiculous. Yeah. Because they're going to eat cake and we all want to eat cake at some time. <laughs> yeah. So eat the cake. If you go to a birthday party, eat the bloody cake. Yeah. Enjoy it. It's a birthday Enjoy party. Enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. But don't eat the cake on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Because it's just Tuesday. And you don't need to eat the cake on a Tuesday yeah. for no reason. Yeah. Like, isn't there a good saying about willpower? And it's like a rubber band mm. and you can only yeah. keep stretching yep. it for so long. Yeah. And it will flip back. Yes. So there's always going to be something. And if you are saying no to absolutely everything, yeah. it's not going to last. That's 100%. why Sarah talks yeah. about healthy habits, not motivation or willpower. Because both, mm. both of those things, once you've emptied them out of the bottle there's no more you have to have a habit not willpower or motivation (laughs) (laughs) they leave (laughs) whatever you're changing whatever you're doing it just has to be sustainable Mm -hmm. if you say I'm only going to eat vegetables can Mm -hmm. you sustain that no Mm -hmm. all these diets I'm doing paleo I'm doing keto whatever that's fine and some of those things are awesome for some people but just because this person's doing keto does not mean it works for you mm-hmm. either because every body is different. But also, whatever thing you're doing, can you sustain it? If you can, great. If it works for you and makes you feel good and it's serving you, fine. But if you're doing it just to lose weight or just to whatever, 
for a small amount of time to then give it up. It's a diet, mm-hmm. and we hate diets mm-hmm. because it's not sustainable. You're not learning anything. Mm-hmm. And that whole diet culture is, oh, don't even get me started on that because that's what happens. And then they go, woo, I've lost five kilos, and that's really good. And then you go back and eating the same thing that you were doing before. You put it all back on and then some, mm. and you actually haven't learned anything and feel worse about it and then wait a little while and then go, oh, I'm going to go on another diet and you do it all again. Mm. And it's breaking that habit that we work really hard to to not focus on weight actually because every woman at the end of the day, lots of us want to lose a few pounds and be able to fit into our clothes and feel good. But I try not to promote it literally as weight loss with a strong woman because it's not about the weight. It's about feeling your best self. Mm-hmm. And if you lose a little bit of weight, well, that's a bonus. Mm. It's about feeling good. We yeah. know that what makes us feeling yeah. good is feeling our bodies and yes. belonging to a tribe of like-minded people. Yes, we That's do. how we feel good about ourselves. Yes. And the weight loss is just a bonus. It's a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Sleep is a massive part of the puzzle. Mm. That's the whole thing. This whole thing, it's it's looking at it from a holistic point of view. It's not just about the exercise and it's not mm. just about the food. Mm. You know, it's also sleep, it's stress levels, it's me time. And we do a lot like on a Sunday, every Sunday, a self-love Sunday post to actually make women read it and go, huh, it's okay to have a bubble bath sometimes or, you know, that kind of stuff. What am I doing for myself? For me, yeah, to fill your cup. Because if your cup's not full, then you can't fill up other cups. Yeah. Because you just, yeah, you can't, you're tired and naked. Sarah is on Facebook and Instagram sharing her story and posting live workouts and nutritional advice. She wants to reflect what real healthy women look like and what the realities are of being a busy farming mum. Just be real and authentic and not be fake. Yes. A lot of social media stuff is just all these footspots. You know, um, I'm not like that. <laughs> I don't wear a crop top and be all, oh, and my life's perfect. Because it's actually not. No, it's not real. <laughs> and that's what people are seeking, especially yes. when they're, like you say, isolated. They yeah. just want to look online mm-hmm. and have some reality yes. and potentially something that connects with them yes. that they're going through as well. Yes. Are you finding that other women and strong women are connecting with each other yeah. like physically, like meeting yeah. up and, and mm. starting their own little, you know, fitness groups. And yes. Yeah. And there's quite a few men or two ladies. We've got quite a strong group down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're yeah. all meeting up, going for walks and having coffees. And yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And are you seeing that the habits you are setting now and are flowing through into your children in terms of what mm, they're yes. eating and, yes. and their exercise? Yes. Yeah. That's just role modelling healthy behaviour and you think as a mum you want your kids to grow up fit and healthy and strong mm-hmm. they literally are watching everything you do and everything you say they take it and they're like little sponges and you can't say to kids eat your vegetables and eat healthy and then you're sitting there eating a big block of chocolate well what's that teaching them it's not showing them the right it's not role modeling healthy behaviour it's leading by example you have to lead by example and it's the 80-20 thing with them as well, right? So 100%. they're allowed to go to a birthday party and have yep. cake, yep. but they're not having cake every day of the week. No. And it's like the fizzy drink. Go to a party, have the fizzy drink. That's fine. Come home, don't have the fizzy drink because mm-hmm. I don't want to fuel their body full of sugar and crap through mm-hmm. the week. They have to go to school and learn and 
I don't want to feed them that rubbish. That's a really um, common thing that we talk about in Strong Woman yeah. as well, is that it's all the rules, well, not the rules, but the learning that we do as adults. Well, it benefits our whole family. It's not about, well, mummy's food's over here and this is what mummy eats. <coughs> it's about the whole family eating a balanced diet and the whole yeah. family being active and yeah. positive. And, yeah, yeah. It's a, has a flow-on effect. Yeah. And that's what the inspire, believe, achieve, inspire. So believe in yourself, achieve your goals, inspire others. The inspire part is that, that you want to inspire others to be healthier and stronger and feel good. And you want to inspire and lead by example to your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you advise women who are potentially dealing with a husband or partner that mm. likes the chocolate in the pantry, that challenging. is testing your willpower every yeah. day, yeah. but they're possibly out on the farm burning lots of calories mm. and... Mm. You know that doesn't show on their tummy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eventually, it will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When they get to a certain age. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's a tricky one. I deal with that. Yeah, quite a lot. In an ideal world, you want to be a team and try and get them on board with you, because it's super hard to try and have the woman trying to eat well and feed the kids well, and then the husband's bringing home crappy stuff. If it's in your pantry, there's a saying. If you buy it or you bring it into your home, either you or someone you love is going to eat it. Mm-hmm. If you buy it or if that person's bringing it in, if you're not eating it but someone else is eating it and you know it's not serving them either. Mm. So, yeah, it's educating the whole family, actually. Mm. Yeah, mm. And it is super hard for a woman who's trying to do their best that then has an enabler mm. that is not helping. Mm. <laughs> it is tricky. It's definitely a challenge. There's no actual answer to that. It's just trying to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to educate them as well that actually there are better choices and keeping those foods just as a treat yeah. and not as an everyday and not having to buy those things in the groceries. I think there has been examples too in our Strong Women group yeah. where you get um, the woman of the family is mm. making these changes and feeling amazing and she does inspire and then that woman shares with her group about how their husband's been saying oh I, I want to come and do that or yeah. and it just it does filter Flow. through yeah. so as much as it is a challenge mm. it definitely you start with one person it's like dropping a pebble in a in some water and the ripples just go through yeah you start with the family and they go through to the friends and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and actually it's the woman not all the time but 90% of the time who is doing the groceries mm-hmm. and feeding the family so I've found if I can mm-hmm. change the habits of the mother mm-hmm. she is the one who is going to say we're trying this recipe tonight mm-hmm. and they will eat it mm-hmm. usually There's, mm-hmm. you know you can still have a healthier version of a takeaway mm-hmm. yeah. there's no nutritional value in sugar mm-hmm. It doesn't serve your body in any way, shape, or form. So it's getting the sugar out, which is the biggest challenge with a lot of women because it's it's the energy. We're tired mums and we're tired on the go and we grab for sugar. Mm. What about coffee? Um, I drink coffee. I literally yeah. couldn't live without it. <laughs> Don't take that away from us. <laughs> no. no. Same as the wine drinkers. Uh, yeah. By <laughs> the same rules. <laughs> so it's, again, it's life balance. And I think yeah. if you've got three or four kids and you're tired and you're like, oh, yeah. and I say don't drink coffee, well, that's ridiculous yeah. and they're not going to do it. And you talk about what kind of coffee do you drink? Do you drink a mocha? Yes. Well, don't drink the mocha. No. Because if it's the coffee, you know. You want yeah. the coffee. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. What kind of coffee? Do you have cream? Well, yeah. Yeah. What kind and, of coffee? You have? <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> it's balance. Everything's balance and in moderation. Because mm. I say mm-hmm. to ladies, do you drink coffee? Yep. How many coffees? Mm. Ten. 
a day, mm. and I'm like, but I can't sleep. <gasps> sleep is no a thing for me. No judgment. <laughs> I can't sleep and I've got a yeah. sore tummy and I oh, yeah. how much water are you drinking? Water? Shall yeah. I drink water? And I'm like, oh my god. So no water, 10 coffees, takeaways, <laughs> like this is this is normal for a lot of women. I'm They're like just surviving. Oh my god. They're just surviving. Yeah. You we can't have black coffee because we need to support dairy farmers, right? So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> coffee so that's changing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And maybe not 10 a day. No. Yeah, that's right. So again, let them have the coffee, but maybe yeah. not 10, maybe yeah. just two. Maybe and decaf just... every now and then. Yeah. yeah. I think I drank black coffee on a diet years ago. Yeah. I'd go to farms to do interviews and I couldn't couldn't no. say it. I was like, no, no, your milk, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine the judgment. I know, right? Yeah. Heaven forbid you ask for almond milk. Oh, oh, my God. 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 oh, my fee that you can join up and there's yes. obviously you offer you know more one-on-one help as well to women for nutrition coaching yeah i do yeah that's separate to the membership okay but yes if a woman wanted more one-on-one yeah and i do phone calls with them and education i go through their pantries <laughs> Which ladies go, oh my god, she's gonna look at my food. I was like, well, yep, that's the point. <laughs> so try and help. Um, no, things like that, yeah. But there's a lot of nutritional advice and guidance and tips and planners and all that kind of stuff in the membership that, yeah, is accessible to everyone who joins Strong Woman. Yeah. I think some ladies too that is coming and they, they want you to hold their hand just for a little while to get yeah. them going. And then once you've done that, they're kind of off and they're away. Yeah. And I try to be, like to think I'm a good listener and supportive and everyone who shares something, I literally reply to everyone. <laughs> it takes me a long time, but I do. Because I think if they've taken the time out to share and to put themselves out there, then I... You know, I read everything and I do reply to everyone. And, yeah, that's a big part of Strong Woman. Yeah, so they genuine. feel like it's genuine. Yeah. They're not just another number. No. They're a person that's actually a person and needs support. And I support them. Mm. Yes. And what keeps you motivated, Sarah? What keeps me motivated mm-hmm. is helping other women to do all of this. Like, I literally live for it. I get little messages and wins from ladies saying, guess what? Like, Pam, mm. super lovely. And she was like caramel, like addicted to caramel. Mm. And she said, guess what? I went through the checkout and like at the checkout where all the big chocolate is. And she would have always put a caramel. And she said, I walked past the caramel and I didn't buy it. <laughs> she was so excited. Yeah. And she messaged me about it. And I was like, oh, my God, you're a total legend. And I love that stuff. She was proud of herself. She was so proud of herself. And I was super proud for her because I know that she's going to feel better for making that choice, that decision. It's it's really helpful for for people to have somewhere to share their success and be accountable as well. Like having a community to share their wins and maybe their lows. Like to get back the next day. Yes. Mm, Yeah. And they're accountable, and we run challenges. And some people say, "Oh, challenge starts, and then it stops." And it's not about that. The challenge is to helping kickstart that motivation, which motivation does fade. But it's more just going right. I'm going to do this, 
getting on board into something with loads of other women, mm. but then creating those healthy habits while they're going along yeah. to then continue those after the challenge is yeah. finished. It's kickstarting. It's just go. a kickstart, yeah. yeah. And some people do need a kickstart. They go, right, I'm going to change. And, you know, they do need help right from the start. Mm. And, yeah, they've been really good, actually. And have you got any goals for yourself or your business going forward? Yeah, I do. I'm actually, this tomorrow, going up to Auckland to take part in a Pilates instructor course. Mm. So I will be Pilates trained. So that's my next kind of big thing is to start bringing Pilates into strong women. And that will be good for, well, it's good for everybody. It's good for the um, sweaty, high-impact people like Fit Friend here who needs to um, <laughs> sometimes chill, down, chill out a little <laughs> bit. Um, and for rural, you know, when they're busy and on the go and, yeah, yeah to just calm a little bit. Yeah. It's all, it's core. It's super, you know, the core is literally the powerhouse of your body. So mm. everyone needs a strong core. And those carving mums, just oh, right, carving started and here I am lifting carbs in heavy buckets. And yeah. It's mm. just injuries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that's why we're going to run this challenge and with Jerry Women's Network and four women starting on the 7th of June to tie in with the winter dry season now that the cows have dried off. Yeah to keep women fit and active and to, so they can go into carving feeling stronger. Yeah, to take on carving feeling good and to hopefully not get injured and mm. not come into carving going, oh, my God, I'm so unfit, yeah. to actually come in going, ah, this is, I can chase that calf and yeah. I don't feel like I'm going to die. Yeah, and just yeah. feeling like they've got more energy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, to get through the day. Yeah. Um, so when's that starting? 7th of June? 7th of and June. Is that an eight-week, did you say? Yes, yeah, yeah. But it's all part of the strong one membership. It's just a bonus, really. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have a goal to, you know, climb Everest or... Um, no, I definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as far fitness. as the fitness goal, mm. um, no. Well, as far as my health challenge, also, I don't want this to all be about my health, but mm. now um, post-chemo, I have now um, been diagnosed with a pretty gnarly form of arthritis last year. Yeah, so I now live, live with arthritis, which is, certainly has had its challenges, which is where Carla um, has, you know, stepped in as part of the team and has definitely helped helped me, especially with the harder workouts. Yeah. Yeah, so at the moment it's just being active, but again, like with any woman, with what serves their body. So I now know that I am learning to listen to my body more. And although I still want to do hard, sweaty workouts with my friend, it actually pretty much breaks me for quite a few days afterwards and I just can't do them anymore. And there's lots of women that are like that for whatever reason. Yeah. I think you want to be able to move your body for the rest of your life. Yeah. And so how do we do that? Well, we, yeah. We do things that, are, that serve us well. Yes. And you want yeah. you to sort of just feel like broken record, but it's about being sustainable. Yeah, it is. So yeah. it's about exercising in a, in a way that is sustainable for you. Not yes. even exercising, moving your body. It's in a moving way your body. That's sustainable I say for all the you time. Move your, your body. Just move. It doesn't matter how no. you move. Yeah. It's moving in whatever yeah. way, shape, or form serves you. And yeah. we hear it all the time. Like, I can't. I'm going to run. Yeah. Really? Do you really want to do that? Do you actually want to run? Mm. Or are you Mm. just trying to run because everyone else is running? Mm. And Or they'll say, oh, I went for a run, but I hated it. Mm. Well, why are you doing it? Mm. If you hate running, don't bloody run. Mm. Do yoga or Pilates or swim. Something that you love. Ride your bike. Do things you love. Yeah. Yeah. Play a sport. It doesn't matter what you do. It's just being active. And again, it's creating those habits and finding something that you actually love and you enjoy doing because then you want to do it. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. If you don't love it, you're not going to want to do it. No. But, yeah, it's about listening to your body yeah. and thinking yeah. what your body is capable of. Yes. Like postnatal, for example. You shouldn't oh, run for at least six months because no. of your pelvic floor. Totally. You see women yeah. wanting to get out there and get yeah. their figure back and, yeah. and then yeah. possibly doing more damage. 100% you know, they're doing track. more damage, mm-hmm. yeah, because they haven't strengthened, they haven't mm-hmm. done those foundation mm-hmm. building workouts right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's half the trouble. Don't even get me started on that with gyms and people going in and, oh, I'm going to get skinny and I'm going to do this and do that. Probably 90% of personal trainers who have done their training are not taught how to train a woman's body. They're trained how to train a man's body. Mm. So they don't ask about pelvic floor stuff. They don't ask about abdominal separation, all those things. And all of those women are doing exercises that they shouldn't be doing or they're doing more damage to their core and to their pelvic floor Lord help if any of them have got prolapses, all that kind mm. of stuff, and that is not asked, or they're trying to keep up with everybody because everyone else is doing it. So yeah, it's seeking out a healthcare professional who is trained for your body, and you have to have done extra study in postnatal fitness and women's training, like I have done, to train women properly and well and safely. It's safe exercise. And saying to a woman, actually, it's okay that you don't jump because a lot of them after a baby literally will pee themselves until they've strengthened up that area. Or if they've seen a pelvic, a woman's physio and are being treated mm. and a lot don't because they don't know. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a education for again. most people to go to, yeah. to a pelvic physio, yeah. but hardly any don't. No. Or it's not done, or or mm. midwives sign women off at six weeks, and they're more well, obviously the baby's important. <laughs> checking the baby's fine, but they're not checking the mother enough, or they're saying, "Yep, six weeks, see you later." And what's that mum going to do? She wants to get back into her jeans. She wants to do all these things, and she goes out and runs at eight weeks post birth, and does more damage. Mm. Yeah. I'd, literally, it should be part of a plan for every woman to see a pelvic health physio yeah. after the midwife for them to be assessed for pelvic floor dysfunction and abdominal separation. I could literally talk about this. Oh, it's, it's, it's a real pet thing of mine because I listen to every podcast about it. Yeah, it's so, so and it important. It just fascinates me. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Like you say, the advice in healthcare isn't like, yeah. targeted for women. No. Like, around, no. Um, Who are also. having the babies. Yeah. Who yeah. are having the babies. <laughs> yeah. And we treat our animals better than yeah. we treat ourselves. Like. Yeah. You wouldn't be expecting mm. your cows that have just popped out a baby to go and walk up your steepest hill. Yeah, no. Um, on the farm, you know, yeah. like you take a bit of extra mm-hmm. TLC yeah. on them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just lack of education and not and not knowing. Mm-hmm. And they don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And unless you are seeking out help mm-hmm. or you just don't know. And there's more education around it now, more um, loads of trainers and platforms and things speaking out about this more now like 11 years ago when I had Grace I'd out babies out on the treadmill running nightmare it did me more damage than it did good but I didn't know any better and no one told me and it's it's super important yeah yeah and the rural thing again but Mm. it is taking the time and going to find those specialists it's not always easy when you're living in Reparar no or you know um your local medical centre might not have yeah. those experts. And no. so it's, it becomes even more difficult to mm. seek them out and mm. get the treatment that yeah. you need. Mm. Mm. 
but at least if you can educate women and actually say to them, actually, if this is happening to you, you might have an abdominal separation or if you're jumping and you're doing wheeze, you've probably got something going on with your pelvic floor and you need to seek help and actually saying to them, this isn't normal, it's not something you should be living with and you need to seek help. Mm. And so tell me more about the Strong Women getaway that you do. Oh, yes, um, we do. sounds really fun. It's <laughs> fun, yeah. So we've just run the first one. This year was a bit of a trial um, to see if it was a success and it was. It was epic. Yeah, so it will be an annual thing for as part of Strong Women to have a getaway. So this year was in Taupo and women from all around New Zealand. We had uh, Furtherest was near Queenstown, flew up, mm-hmm. which was pretty neat. And yeah, had two days of yeah. Getting to know and mingling and yeah. laughing. And we did an amazing race and we went out for dinner and we drank wines on the Saturday night and went out dancing, pretending yeah. we were 21. And <laughs> then we're all a bit tired and hungover on the Sunday, but it was heaps of fun. So awesome yeah. to meet those people in person. Yeah. I was going to say, you would have been just, communicating with them all the time. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of them I literally feel like we're friends now, like I know them, mm-hmm. but had never met them. So, yeah, there was definitely, there was a few tears yeah. as well. Like, it was uh, really awesome. Yeah, you awesome. feel like you know someone well, but then you feel like you're meeting them for the first time as yeah. well. So mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was super nice for us. And we're on camera, they see us all the time, but we can't see them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't know, we know them, but you don't truly know someone until you meet them. So yep. it was really neat. Yeah, it was yeah. lovely. I've tried to build just a real community feel, I think, yeah. with Strong Woman. Yeah. You know, it's part of the community yeah. to make those connections with other women and especially rural women. A lot of them are rural. Getting off the farm's very bloody exciting, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and your dad was a member? Yes. And so... You obviously, did you want to get involved with them a bit more or reach out to their members? Or I do, yeah. I love what Dairy Women's Network does and I think they're big on, yeah, supporting rural women, the whole community thing and our values align actually. So, yes, we will be doing more work with Dairy Women's Network and I'm super excited about that actually, yeah. And I guess too it's about yeah. giving back to that community that helps yeah. you to begin with. Eh? Yeah. That's who we connected with. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to it's just give having back that to that support. same community. Yeah. And knowing those all those a lot of those women all do feel the same at times that you need those strong support networks and it is isolating being on a farm. Yeah. And what about you, Carla? Are you got like an amazing exercise goal that you're going to be doing? I think to be fair, mine is really similar to Sarah's. Like, and We have both done events along the way and they've definitely mm. been goals. But I think the biggest goal is to be able to exercise regularly forever. Mm. To be able to live the life where you can exercise because you've built it into your schedule, if you like, and you love it. And you don't yeah. even want to kind of lose the ability to do that and really enjoy it. I can't imagine living without exercising. Mm. So I'll be pretty gutted if something happens and it stops me being able to exercise. So the goal is to do it all the time. You'll change your relationship with your kids so much too, right? Like having to not being able to go for a walk as a family or a bike ride or... It would be so weird not being able to exercise. And I mean, you know, Sarah Mm. can totally talk about what that's like because she's Mm. been there. With little kids, you don't even call it exercise, but when you go out on the lawn with them, you're exercising. They're busy little beavers. And if you can't get up and go with them or run around with them or jump on the trampoline, well, you're kind of missing out. Mm. I've found that a lot with mums over the years, that they just aren't active with their kids because they're unfit or feel self-conscious or 
don't know where to start or how to what to do. Yeah, so it's changing that to for them to feel confident enough to run around with run their around. kids. Run around. I just want to yeah. Yeah. Jump on the train with their kids. Yeah. But rock what you've got. For mm. God's mm. sake, we go to the beach every honestly, I've got cellulite all down my ass and I honestly couldn't give two shits because I just don't care. It's just not important. Mm-hmm. Like being alive and yeah. hanging out with your kids and being grateful for what you've got every day. Mm-hmm. How much cellulite is on your ass is literally the least of your problems. Yeah. Like it doesn't even matter. No. You can still be fit and strong and healthy and have fat. Mm-hmm. Everyone has it. Mm-hmm. We focus way too much on body image. If you can get up every day and go about your day and be the best that you can be, with cellulite everywhere, well, who gives a shit? Should we print that? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> not. It's <laughs> my headline right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and not taking anything away from you, Sarah, but we shouldn't all have to go through a cancer journey to no. have that mindset. No. Right? That shouldn't. life is short. Yeah. Be grateful for what you've got. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give a shit about your cellulite. Get out and yep. run yep. around with your kids. Like, yep. we shouldn't have to get to that no. point no. to feel like that. That's but right. that's what happens, right? Like, yep. it is. We all get caught up in stuff that yep. doesn't matter. No. And that's why I like sharing real stuff mm-hmm. because life is not fake and it's not like that. And real life, you know, things are tough and we all face challenges. It's being able to overcome them and being grateful for what you have. It's focusing on what you do have, not on what you don't have. Mm. And being grateful for what you have. Mm. When you've had a baby and you're trying to get back into those genes, you don't want to get back into those genes. And you're probably never going to fit those genes again. Mm. might still be the same size or whatever, but your hips are going to be bigger and your Mm. tummy's going to be bigger and everything's going to have changed. Mm. You can still feel the best you in the skin that you're in. Mm without trying to squeeze back into those jeans because who gives a shit throw the bloody (laughs) jeans out exactly get rid of them throw those jeans out and buy a new pair of jeans and rock that new pair yeah yeah Yeah. and what are your kids going to remember you know like what what do you want them to remember when you're older like were they running around you know were you getting out and doing stuff Mm. with them Mm. or were you too busy, you know, mm. getting ready in front of the mirror and being yeah. critical of yourself. Yeah, now, you yeah, know? yeah. No, mum yeah. can't hop on the pool with you. Yeah, yeah. and you don't yeah. want to be that mum. And no. a lot, so many mums are that mum, and it's, I, yeah, it's super sad. I find a, yeah. You just want to tell that mum to just get in the pool and just swim with her kids and yeah. just be a happy mum. Just yeah. be a happy mum. Don't sit on the beach with a big baggy t shirt over you because you're worried about what your bum looks like. It doesn't matter. Your kids mm. don't care what your bum looks like. Mm. And most people don't play. Care. No, true. they don't. You care no. more than you I care. Yeah, people you aren't looking at you. You think that they are, but they're yeah. actually not. Yeah. yeah. And when you just stop caring, like, yeah. I, honestly, just doesn't matter. Yeah. No. And you're trying to be a good role model for body image. Yeah. Kids yeah. Do, right? Absolutely. So, and when you have daughters, you don't yeah. want your daughter to see you sitting on the side because you don't want to swim. Yeah. I want my kids to swim. Yeah. I often think, you know, if you do it, then you might encourage someone else to do it who sees you doing it. If you that's get the whole thing. That's the whole yeah. 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 Someone yeah. else to do yeah. yeah. it. And that happens when we go to mm-hmm. a Hopi in summer and I, I honestly don't care. I just, whatever. And friends go, oh, okay. So they strip off and come in too. Mm. It's like, oh, she's yeah. stripped off. I'm a trainer for God's sake, but I'm not a perfect sized. But know, I want to swim. Yeah. So yeah. off I go. Yeah. yeah. Well, Emma, we've got a chance to get some photos. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we had a few little 
scary moments. I've no. <laughs> like some of those comments. It's like, oh, that's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's I think so it's all women. It's all women. Yeah, yeah. In all walks of life. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. 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 And it's yeah. not yeah. easy. It's not easy. Yeah, we've all been there. And it's talking yeah. together about it. Like yeah. it's so easy to get in your own mind mm-hmm. when you're isolated, when you're mm-hmm. at home, yeah. on your own. It, mm-hmm. Things feel ten times worse. Yeah. Um, find your tribe. Yeah. yeah. Find your tribe from yeah. there. Find your tribe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trish, so Trish, this. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the same. Like just some badass. Don't remember.